You ready? Yep. Perfect. All right, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, tonight we have uh, an old, old pal of mine from back in the season's days. Uh, I knew him, actually, I knew him as Brandon. I'm not going to give your last name out. I don't know if that matters anymore. Some of you may know him as uh, Joe Nobody. That was my favorite one of all time. But uh, we got with us Tyler Bluntman. Tyler, how you doing, bro? What's up, man? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Happy to be here, man. As always, happy to see you. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad to hear that you know you're no longer a virgin. That's always good stuff, man. So <laughs> right. uh, yeah, man, I'm just ha- happy to be here, bro. Hell yeah, I'm excited too. We've been th- we've been uh, trying to set this up for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, I was vehemently opposed to doing uh, a Zoom thing. This is the first time we thought we obviously Eric and I were doing Zoom stuff together over the the pandemic. pandemic yeah, the pandemic. But uh, this is the first time we've ever had a Zoom in guest. But you were uh, pretty adamant that you're never ever coming back to Baltimore again. So you're doing Bro, this. Like Maryland's like, Maryland's like one of the worst states ever, so I don't feel the need to come back there, no. Well, how long have you, you moved up to PA, how long ago was that? Like six years ago? 2000, 2014, so yeah, actually six years ago, yeah. Mm. Wow. What yeah. was, what was much like the spark? Though, like, what was the spark that the, made uh, you like? I mean, I can, I can tell you, I, I can tell you. So I was in PA, I was in the uh, Bel Air area, and um, so anyway, so I had a I had a roommate, right? I'm not gonna say any names or anything like that. I had a roommate, and it was like a family. I rented their basement out, and it was a family like a like a chick, her husband, two kids, and, and uh, so anyway, so after about a week, I kind of it, it was very apparent that the wife was like uh, she she was like this alcoholic for sure mm-hmm. like straight up alcoholic very but the very the very friendly kind right not the be- not the quote-unquote bad kind it was just bad for my situation whole bunch of stuff went down i don't really, really want to get into everything but anyway um this dude legitimately tried to come at me with like a butcher knife and everything and you know i got pretty heated over that and i'm an idiot so of course i'm just like you know stab me motherfucker <laughs> you know what i mean so i'm, just, I'm that st- I'm that stupid dude that, you know, would definitely get killed first day in prison. So anyway, uh, so I, I reached up to my uncle and I was like, yo, and he lived here in Philly. And I was like, yo, you know, this dude said that he's going to shit me. Shit's about to pop off. And he's like, well, obviously you can't live there anymore. So, you know, you don't know what the hell is going to happen in your sleep. Right. So I'm going to come. I'm going to come pick you up. I'm going to scoop you and you can come up here and stay over here. And I stayed with him for a couple months and then moved out. And you were originally you were from what, Florida originally? Yeah, man, I'm I'm still I'm still a Floridian at heart, man. Yeah, there I'm definitely you go. still a Floridian at heart. So yeah, when I met you, you were working at the uh the gym next door to the bar that I worked at, and you would just come in and we would chat all the time. I think at the time, were you were you like dabbling in rap at the time? I've seen to recall us uh Yeah, I was I was doing some rap things. I was trying to do the personal train thing. This was like, you know, eighty pounds ago. You know what I mean? I don't know what the hell happened in those last couple of years, but <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, I was just kind of doing my rap thing. I was trying to make that pop off, and then once I pretty much found out that that shit ain't happening, yeah, then, uh, that's how you know, I, I found kinda... out that that shit. I remember uh, explicitly, vividly. Uh, you would like Facebook message me something about like trying to come up with a verse for a song for a beat that you yeah. had or something, and I like yeah. sent you back some ideas, and you came into seasons next day. You were like, Jimmy, that was the worst shit I've ever fucking read. <laughs> and so that's when I gave up on my rap career as well. So we probably gave up around the same time. But you've done so many wasn't different that, things. Wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that Jimmy Celeste? 
Celesco, bro? It was uh, DJ Celesco, bro. DJ Celesco. <laughs> DJ, that was my rap name. Greek. That was like, <laughs> ghetto Greek. <laughs> that was old school stuff. And then, um, you know, you moved on. For a while, you were doing, um, it was like a rap critique podcast. It was like a music critique podcast that you were doing for a while, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of got into that where I was just like, you know what? I'm going to see like, because there was no real like radio shows online. And it was just like this huge market actually i ain't gonna lie i stole this idea from somebody i made it way better but like <laughs> i stole this idea from somebody it was like some nobody that did something and like they got like barely any views and i was like i could totally just like i was basically like kellogg's like ripping off some yeah. like no name brand cereal and it's like this this cereal is like mine now yeah, right you were the so, thomas like, edison of facts facts so exactly <laughs> I was up thomas edison, bro. so like so then i took it and then I just did like this whole radio show, man, and it really popped off. And uh, yeah, that shit was lit. But then, so while I was doing it, I started kind of getting more into politics. And then I started putting politics into those radio shows. Mm -hmm. And then I saw how like they weren't really going for it. But my other like regular Facebook friends were getting real into the politics shit. So they were loving it. And I was like, you know what? I mean, what's... <sighs> What are my chances in in pursuing this hip hop thing versus pursuing uh, politics? I feel like yeah. it was just a much better odds for me to go the political route, and I kind of liked it more anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so, also like uh, more of like so a tangible, visible thing. Like the people around you are getting more invested, but like the online audience that you can't see is like, all right, facts. It's not really in and, and when nobody really wants to facts, and what nobody really wants to say is the shit matters more. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I like po so. politics to me like matters more. So, uh, so yeah, so then I just dove into politics and that was it, bro. That's sick, dude. Um, I recall when you were, when I first met you, you, uh, you didn't really seem to be like a political guy per se. I remember we would have like tons of discussions at the bar and just talk about random. You were the first person to teach me that it was totally plausible for a 50 year old woman to have had sex with a hundred men and not be a slut. And that was that, that like opened my eyes. I was like, and then you you broke it down. You're like, all right, say she, you know, lost her virginity at, at 15 years old and uh, she's been having sex from 15 to uh, 50, that's 35 years. You'd only need to be having sex with like two and a half men a year to work that out. And I was like, damn, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. So that really, yeah, uh, you were also yeah, the yeah. first, you also said that you would rather have sex with a freaky, uh, a freaky five than a, uh, than a boring 10, which I disagreed with at the time. But as I've become more uh, experienced, I've learned, <laughs> that, I've learned that that is absolutely that true. That was virgin well. yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of different there, opinions back then. Still the Disney there's, there's, fantasy. There, there was some. Yeah, once you once you really get into it, you realize there's some there's some validity to that shit. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so did yeah, you kind of have like a? Were you, I guess you've probably. I'm assuming everybody probably always had political opinions growing up, but you're saying it wasn't really until the past year or so that you really kind of dove into it and kind of made that. I guess at this point, your identity. Yeah, bro. Like, I mean, I don't know if I would say it's my identity. I would just say it's just more of like my interest. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I would definitely say that I didn't really give a shit. I never cared about politics, bro. Like the only reason why I even got into it is because, you know, the whole Trump versus Hillary debates and shit. And I just look at Trump and I'm like, yo. That's the apprentice motherfucker right mm -hmm. there. And so and I was like, I ain't know nothing about Hillary, nothing about politics. And I was like, that shit's stupid. And my uncle at the time was like, dude, you're like 26 years old. Don't you think that you should probably have an opinion on the country? Like they they are <laughs> they they are they are basically telling you how you have to live your life. Yeah. Like, don't you think that that's important? And I was like, 
I think you're spitting facts right now. Yeah. So I then got into it, and it was very apparent, like, from the beginning. Like, it was very apparent, like, I definitely wasn't no Democrat. Those motherfuckers are just liars, mm-hmm. right? And then I was like, nah, I'm not really a Republican either. And then I was like, oh, the Libertarian Party is like, that seems to be more me. And I've grown since then, and I just consider myself, like, a constitutional conservative now. But, uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, I, I don't think I was ever liberal, never Democrat in my life. I just didn't know it because I never mm-hmm. cared about politics. And you recently had like the terrible – I know you were mostly active on Facebook, and that was another uh, very uh, – by the way, anybody who follows me on Instagram, there, if you go back, there's a, a set of pictures of me when I was 21, and I was just going through my Instagram as I do every night to see how I can improve. And I realized that you were the person who shot those for me. And I was like, wow, we've had so many oh, different shit. Like, yeah, touch and go that. connections throughout uh, the years. It's cool to just like such a kind of like adjacent person. We've kind of maintained connection. It is sweet. But you were pretty much mostly active on Facebook. And that was another thing that we, I remember we were DMing back and forth. I think I was trying to convince you to get an Instagram at the time and you were trying to centralize this yeah, stuff. Actually, you did. You, you were the one who did that. Yeah. And uh, it worked out, but really, I think recently, obviously, I mean, you've blown up on TikTok. I remember, I remember about six months ago, um, you were doing. I was showing my brother some of your videos on YouTube. You had some stuff on YouTube that was like, you know, hundred views, hundred forty views, stuff like that. My brother was just like, oh yeah, this guy's cool, blah blah blah. And then, uh, like randomly, I was gonna say like two weeks ago, Dom was like, dude. This guy, I think the the, uh, the black conservative guy that you were showing me the other week, like that guy has like 300,000 followers on TikTok. I was like, get the hell out of here. I looked, I was like, holy shit. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, was that yeah, like, dude. and you were doing like, ha- go on. I have like, j- just to be clear, I got about 450K now. Since, mm-hmm. since there since. we go. I'm, get, I'm getting like 100K like a week now in the last couple of weeks. Shit is wild, bro. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, it, it totally just blew up. So you basically convinced me to get on Instagram because I was, I really, I wanted Facebook to work so badly, bro. Because Facebook legitimately had everything I needed. It had, like, we could have uh, discussions in the comments. I could also make video. I could do everything that every other platform could do on Facebook. But I didn't realize at the time that Facebook's algorithm, like, to have people see your shit, it's fucking blows, man. Like, yeah. it's just so terrible. And really, only the people that follow you really even see your shit anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... So yeah, and, and they cap you, so it's not like more than those people can can see it unless, I mean, I guess unless they you open it up for only people to follow you, but that's, I digress. Anyway, Facebook is trash. So, Jimmy was like, yo, you gotta check out Instagram, like Instagram will probably be more your thing. And I was like, first I was like, nah. Yeah, then and you then libertarian like, me, you libertarian, you were like, show me the numbers, bro, show me the numbers. I was like, man, fuck you, dude, just get an Instagram. <laughs> so then I got, so I got on Instagram. And it was okay, but it still didn't take off like how I wanted to. And then my man Topher, who I'm starting a podcast with him uh, Thursday, my man Topher, I knew him on Instagram. He's a black conservative. And he was like, dude, you got to get on TikTok. I was like, TikTok? I was like, isn't that like musically? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, bro, that's the thing where like the fucking 12-year-olds are like shaking their ass. I don't even know if the shit's legal on there. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't know if I should go there. Yeah. And he's like, no, bro, there's a political side that is crazily uh, popping off right now. So I was like, all right. So then I get on, I make a couple posts. 
and, and I try it out. And dude, in my first 30 days, I got 30,000 followers. I was wow. like, this shit is wild, bro. This I, shit is wild. I, so yeah, their algorithm is just far superior. So the mm -hmm. people that want to see your shit, see your shit. Yeah, I was actually watching earlier today, just kind of in passing, walking around, my, pacing around my apartment, um, Tristan Harris, who was the, uh, I think he was the guy who produced The Social Dilemma, which is that um, documentary on Netflix about like how social media works and how it like targets how the algorithms work and he was talking about how tiktok kind of like changed the game whereas like they found that like what gr makes people gravitate towards certain apps is like kind of the ability to acquire followers that quickly and when you're just starting out on instagram like it's, facebook is a, the best example of how at this point it's not even worth it you know I, I remember when i had a fan page back in the day for my music stuff like i could make a post on that fan page and the people who like the page would see it. And then over the course of time, it became this thing where like then you couldn't you couldn't even get organic traffic from a business page. You had to pay for advertisement. And even that, you had to pay like big money. So it was really like not even worth it for a small budget company or anybody to do something. And I guess, I mean, Facebook owns Instagram, right? So I mean, they're kind of in the same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, Instagram ads, paid advertisements, everything like that. It's never been worth it. The most success we ever had was our, our secret Instagram bot. But like TikTok kind of flipped it up where they really opened the gates for people to just be seen, you know? And I think obviously that's played out for you. It's played out for Eric's brother is popping off on TikTok. My brother's popping off on TikTok. Like yeah, my boss is popping they, off on are TikTok. They, are, they on the, are they on the political side or what are they doing? Um, my brother's more of like wholesome TikTok. My boss does like comedy. So wholesome TikTok is like, um, it's just like kind of like heartwarming stories, like short stories. So basically, like the opposite of shit that I do. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Well, Absolutely. not really. Not really. It's it's definitely, you know, the other side of the coin. Like I'm sure you're talking the entire time. He doesn't even yeah. speak in his video. It's all like he does a, a lot soundtrack. of like the trends and stuff, like the memes kind of trends and yeah. stuff. But I don't the know. Things that blew up were like the pizza delivery guy thing. Yeah. Where he basically like befriended his pizza delivery guy through like a series of like six TikToks, and like each of them got at least a million views or. More. And the pizza That's guy wild, was dude. my brother. Yeah. The pizza guy was my brother, so they made up this story about no, how they didn't. They didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't make it up. The pizza guy is not my. I made that up actually. Now I'm saying it. <laughs> But, that's uh, wild, though, dude. If you're getting like a million views, that's crazy good. And my brother gets political from time to time. He doesn't get like overtly political. Like he doesn't like do what you do where he just like talks. Yeah. All. He makes like kind of like joking TikToks, which is another thing that I yeah. feel like um, on TikTok, there does seem to be a pretty large conservative presence. It doesn't seem like they're like, you know, it, it seems like it's pretty active on there that a lot of people are kind of yeah. gravitating towards that. Yeah, I think conservatives were really the first ones to really get on there and start taking shit over because I'm part of the conservative. There's different like hype houses on there, which are basically just uh, political groups of just a bunch of different individual creators that form like their Justice League or whatever. Are right? you in the black conservative so, uh, hype house? <laughs> I am not in the black conservative. Him, fight Thomas Sowell, Larry Elder. We, we should. We should. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. Get Ben Carson in that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. But, uh, everyone but yeah, so like I'm in like the conservative hype house and we're the largest. We have like 1.5 million followers on there as a group. Um, yeah. And the second one, like the second largest, I think, is like the Republican hype house and they don't even have a million yet. Um, yeah, so none of like the liberal or leftist side. Do you know what's so fucking funny is that so you know how like leftists like when we call like radical liberals leftists, mm -hmm. it was it's really coined as like a fucking insult, right? Mm -hmm. And so they've take they've taken this and they and they uh 
they say that they're leftist. They don't even realize that it was like legitimately an insult. They're like, no, I'm totally like a leftist. Yeah. And I'm just like, first of all, you shouldn't call yourself a leftist. Yeah. Right. Second of all, that's not a fucking ideology. That's mm-hmm. so, that's so broad. Like to me, if you are, if you believe in abortion up until nine months, yet you'd have every other, I don't know, moderate view, but you believe that abortion's up to nine months, you're a fucking leftist to me. Like, that, that's, a, that's a radically liberal <laughs> ideal that's fucking insane. Yeah, Is but, that even possible in any state, though? Nine yeah, month, New York. New, New York? York, yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. Well, what's, the, bro, what's they, your, what's your tried, limit? Because it doesn't sound like from your argument that you're against abortion. Can, conception bro there is no limit there there is the, like you get no abortions i want abortion to be 100 percent illegal and really? i want uh I, I want women and doctors to be charged to the fullest extent of the law now interesting i consider myself a, a conservative leaning person for sure um i kind of have it's, it's weird because i don't necessarily look at like one taking one position like for instance it's weird that every single uh, stance on every single issue has kind of taken on the identity behind it. So, like, if you're pro-gun, you're, you know, you're more Republican. If you're pro-abortion, you're more liberal. If you're pro-drugs, however, like, I consider myself a conservative person, but Oregon just passed the law to, to legalize all drugs, and I was like, you know what? Like, I've kind of been saying that for years, that no one's ever really given me a super convincing argument, why not? And I guess you could consider that a, a, a liberal take, but but it's weird when you look at it that way because a libertarian like yourself, and I guess I would probably identify mostly as a libertarian as well, is all about kind of the government stepping out of things. Um, and then when it comes to drugs, it seems like, you know, and also, and also with uh, the abortion and gun debate, it's kind of like a converse of itself because this, a lot of the same people that say, you know, illegalizing abortions is not going to stop people from getting abortions. It's just going gonna, it's just gonna to force them into, you know, illegal yeah, avenues conditions. to get it. But I then say more back abortions, alley, back alley and abortions more guns. Yeah. But then in the same way, if you ask that same person and be like, okay, can you carry that over argument over to guns, perhaps? Can we talk about right. how if you just ban guns or, or make certain guns illegal, that it's not necessarily going to stop anybody from acquiring those guns? It's just going to force them through illegal avenues that are harder to track, that are, you know, harder to regulate and all those other things. And it's it's weird because the, the, the kind of division that we have in this country between the right and the left doesn't allow everybody to look at every single issue on its own merit. And instead, they kind of take sides. Like, I'm a conservative, I'm pro-gun, I'm anti-abortion, I'm anti-drugs, I'm, I'm against illegal immigration, all these other things. When I feel like, uh, you know, obviously... You identify as a libertarian person. I think abortion is probably. Well, no, hold thing- on, hold on, hold on. I gotta correct. I gotta correct you because you said that for the second time. Okay. So, so I would say that in. I would say a lot of conservatives or Republicans would consider me a libertarian. I would say some libertarians consider me a libertarian. I, I have libertarian ideals, but I just identify as a constitutionalist. Okay. Cool. Cool. You're gonna you're gonna get the libertarian party in here after me, bro. You're not a real libertarian. So, <laughs> I don't think they're I'm just, listening. I'm just a constitution. <laughs> <laughs> now, most of the videos, I, I, one of my favorite things you do. First of all, my brother, the video that my brother showed me was uh, the one you do where like convincing convincing liberals to support crazy shit. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> where you were just on the on the um, were you, was that on Omegle as well? That you were doing? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm doing it on there, and I would get on there, and everyone was like. So it was starting to pop off on TikTok. People were doing like these Omega debates. And I was like, I mean, first of all, most of them are, are fairly young, but it seemed to be kind of funny. And yeah. 
I used to be so like so against debating or even conversing with people that are under the age of 18 because I was one, I was like, you probably don't know shit. And yeah. second, I was just like, it's a waste of my time. You can't vote anyway. And yeah. but then I was like, well, shit. You're going to be eligible to vote at 18. So if you don't learn shit quick, like mm -hmm. you're going to go into the voting booth not knowing shit. So I was like, okay, so it probably does actually make more sense to try and educate people that are 15, 16, 17. And so you're anyway, educating like, the public one Omegle user at a time. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know anybody yeah, yeah, was on Omegle anymore. I thought it was just dudes jerking off to yeah. each other. I do, you, do you start off with your dick out <laughs> you, and then you, be you like, come, listen, you, <laughs> Obama was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 most of those dudes bro first of all those dudes are straight pedos bro and let me tell you why is because when you go into Omega, bro, there is legitimately a section that you could click that says 18 plus only. So if these motherfuckers, it's right beside the normal one. So if you want to go ahead and get on there and straight up jerk off on there, okay, whatever, go to the 18 plus. The fact that you are making the conscious decision to go into this other open uh, like platform to where there are clearly children in there, you're a fucking pedo. Bro. Have you like, ever that explained is, that to a person jerking off? Have you ever like cracked <laughs> once, up? On what, that? Once, Has that been a TikTok yet? <laughs> <laughs> Debating the no, what, right to no, what, beat next off time? online. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be worthwhile, bro. So you know what? Next time, next time that comes across, you know what? I'm just gonna sit and I was like, you know what? Let's have a conversation, guy. <laughs> put your dick away. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe put, maybe put your shit away. Let's yeah, he unblurs 20 seconds into the video. <laughs> I personally think that that would. I mean, if you were able to do that, like if you were able to like blur that out and put that on TikTok, like arguing with it, that would. I think that would take off. And I don't know much about viral videos. I've never had a video I feel go like viral. I feel like it would go viral for a day and then I would just get permanently banned like Alex Jones on all platforms. Uh, you yeah. just gotta blur it out. I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, oh, but, but what you were asking about the Omega debate. So yeah, so I got on there and I started coming up with just random shit. I was like, yo, let's just try and convince liberals to support some stupid shit because like their ideology mostly is just retarded anyway. So mm -hmm. Dude, did you see, I don't know if you got to see the video where uh, the fetal burgers, like the fetus burgers, did you see that shit? I saw that as a caption. The one I watched all the way through was the abortion one where the chick was crying the whole time. And she was, I think she was a British chick, it sounded like. And then I also yeah, watched Yeah, the, that, uh, one, that one wasn't even convincing her. That was just like a straight up debate. That was like a real, yeah. real debate. And then there but was like uh, this uh, convincing white liberals that uh, black people should be allowed to own white people. That was another one that... Uh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. So, yeah, so, like, legitimately, I come up with this idea. It was like, yo, I'm going to convince a liberal to support putting dead fetuses, scrambled fetuses, in with ground beef and give it to homeless people, and the homeless people are unknowingly going to be eating it uh, because Jesus. of social stigmas. So they can't... So the, you know, the uh, these food places can't release that information to the public because it's a stigma. Dude, she straight up was like, look, that sounds gross, but honestly... I mean, if it's going to be wasteful and, you know, if if it is nutritious, I came up with this bullshit. I was like, yeah, it's been found to be nutritious. It, like, don't you think? Did she think it was like that? animal fetuses or did you no, no, say human like babies, human bro, babies. human babies, aborted fetus? Yeah, human babies, bro. And she was just like, yeah, like basically don't waste it. And I was like, I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then after I'm just straight up like, yo, this generation is, is it's it. This generation is what ends us. <laughs> when they say when they when they say that the world is going to end in 12 years, it's not because of climate change. It's because of this fucking generation like they are going to end us. Well, in regards to that one is like that one to me is like just way out there. And, and you got to you got to wonder what the hell that person was thinking or what they were, you know, what they were on. When they I mean, were, to be fair, if I came across you on Omega without knowing anything and you started coming at me with shit like that. 
I would think it was a joke and just play along. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, bro, this was she was not thinking it was a joke. She was even explaining, like trying to rationalize like why it makes sense. She even asked me in the beginning, it's like, well, well, what do you think about it? Like she wanted like my validation first before she could even say it. Because she clearly wanted to say yeah, but she knew that it was kind of weird. She's like, but I mean, what do you think first? Because I kind of have an idea, but like yeah. can you tell me first. <laughs> I think, uh, obviously, definitely the abortion arguments, I think, are the ones that have caught on the most. That's the one that I've seen yeah. the most of. And uh, I, in my opinion, I, I think that, well, I think this go is the case for every uh, conversation at, these days. But especially with abortion, I think you have to have, like, for me, like, my personal stance is that I also believe that life begins at conception. I actually, I do. I don't really necessarily know of any other way to define life it's beginning and end other than to say it begins at conception and ends when you die. And I think that when you try to moralize or rationalize some other uh, definition of life, it becomes kind of shady and it kind of crosses over into like, now you're just kind of putting your own morality on it. Well, now I want to say one month, two months, three months, four months. And it does seem like over the course of time, for me, I would generally support abortion up until the first trimester. But that's not because I don't believe that life begins at the third at, after the first trimester. It's because I'm willing to attribute a certain moral value to that and say, okay, it is a life, but I'm, you know, I'm honest enough to just admit that I'm okay with 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 ending ending aborting a life before three months. And I think a lot why? of people aren't okay why, with that. Why, why do you why do you think that? Well, I think there's certain. Uh, I think that one one one. I'm gonna tell you. I feel like. You fucked up bringing this up, this abortion thing up. But well, go ahead. I don't know. I agree with Jimmy because it's at the same time you could say like, "Hey, cancer well, hold on, hold on, it real, grew real quick, on real quick, itself Eric. inside of you," and I don't Eric, think real you quick, have the right real quick, to take man, it out you, of you. Yeah, but Eric, before before your thing, I'm asking Jimmy specifically just because he brought up that that point. Um, why mm -hmm. do you think that? I think that uh, there are values that we can either acknowledge or not acknowledge. Moral values that we attribute to life. For instance. Um, and I'm not going with, I'm not going where you think I might be going with this. But if you're, we actually had a debate, not a debate, but a question that a couple of viewers answered last week, which was, if you are an ambulance driver and you pick up somebody that was shot to death, or not shot to death, but is dying in the ambulance, and then while you're driving away, you accidentally hit another person with your ambulance. Does the ambulance driver stop and help the other person, or do they keep going to take the person who's already in danger for their life, call another ambulance? Like, what do you do? At a certain point, you have to say, and one of the things that I was thinking was, well, at that point, you'd have to look at, okay, was the person that was shot to death, was that, you know, if you, if you picked up a 75-year-old man that was shot and dying in the ambulance, but then you ran over a six-year-old kid on the way to the hospital— my mind would go to, well, you got you to gotta go help that six-year-old kid. In my opinion, that you would be basically placing a higher value of life on that child than you would for that elderly person simply because of all the factors that exist. So I think it yeah, is— Yeah, well, you're, you're, talking, you're talking about— you're, you're looking at a philosophical argument, right? Yeah. So it's really just straight-up philosophy is what you're talking about. But mm -hmm. I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that I don't feel like that has anything to do with the direct question that I just asked you, mm -hmm. right? So like you, like you brought up the, the fact that, um, look, I believe that um, abortion is the taking of a human life. However, I believe up until the first trimester, which I think is 12 weeks, right? I think 12 weeks is like I think the, so, first, yeah. the end of the first trimester. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, I believe up until the first trimester that it should be legal. And then are you saying like after that it shouldn't be legal? Is that what you're saying? Um, 
I yeah, I would I would probably say that we need we as a society, if we're going to have abortions be legal, which it is the case that it is going to be legal, and that's a realistic uh, reality. That's a reality that I think uh, everyone on both sides is going to have to accept. I don't see that ever. I don't. Going I don't. I don't accept that. I don't accept that shit. Uh, abortion is be, really only. Abortion has only really been legal for what sixty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in like all of time, like it's been like illegal. It's mm-hmm. only been legal here in the United States for like well, not all of time. I'm not talking about like every country. I'm really just talking about since the United States was like established, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's been illegal except in very um, you know specific circumstances. But it really just became legal, legal, legal when Roe v. Wade in like 1972 or whatever that was, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so yeah, so and you have. Uh, conservatives, obviously, that are pushing back against Roe v. Wade. You have uh, individual states that are coming out with heartbeat bills, right, to to limit abortion to, like, six weeks. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, I guess my thing is, is that when people kind of bring up uh, the contention that you bring up, I just feel, I just feel like it's morally inconsistent because you're talking about, look, I, I acknowledge almost, I'm going to tell you, Jimmy, like, if I didn't know you, bro, if mm-hmm. I didn't know you right now, I would straight go up into you and say, well, go up into you. That sounded kind of weird. But, you know, <laughs> I, I would know straight would. go in. I, <laughs> I would straight go in on you, bro, and be like, yo, that that is an evil fucking stance. And the reason why is because if you acknowledge that that is a human being, but then also say, look, I get that that's a human being, but the woman should have the right to kill that human being. That, to me, is always evil. Right now, if you were coming from, like, another place that said, look, I don't believe that it's a human being, and for that reason, I believe that you can go ahead and abort that that thing, then I would say, okay, that's not evil just because you just don't believe that it's a human being. That's just more of an educational uh, thing that I would have. But if you believe it's a human being, bro, and think that you should just be able to eliminate it, you would have to explain why you believe that it's okay to kill a kid, an unborn kid um and why the 12 week mark matters like what happens at 12 weeks the 12 week mark matters to me not because i believe that life begins or ends there but because and one of the, uh, an example that i've heard and it's not necessarily something that i absolutely am 100% in on board with but it did kind of make me think it, it kind of made me think about how i you know when you put things into these terms it does make you think you know if you're in a burning building and there's three adult people and then there's like let's say there's like i don't know some i don't know i don't even know what it would be but let's say there's like fetuses or something like that that are still developing or anything like that you mean like you're talking about like fertilized eggs yeah yeah would you save and you could only save one group of people let's say i know this is highly hypothetical but it's just it's it is is, again it's a philosophical question um would you save the living people or would you save the fetuses and i think most people if they're being intellectually honest would probably save the living people because on some level we all understand that although those may be human lives, the people that are alive are, for lack of a better term, and I know this is scientifically inaccurate, but I'm not claiming to take a scientific stance on this, their life has more value. And that's sure. just the way I, I that's the way I look at it. So, yeah. so at the end of the day, we're fucking animals. And mm-hmm. if a pack of fucking gazelles, or like zebra, if we're gazelles, you just fucking plop out a baby onto the ground, and it's a full-formed baby. But then a pack of fucking wolves come up. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna fucking. You're gonna run from that baby and yeah. let it fucking die. And that's just that's that's animal wilderness knowledge you're dropping, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no yeah. religion, so let me, let me... no philosophy, nothing. That's just human nature, just instinct. Yeah. 
Okay. So let me let me go ahead and, and kind of talk about this whole thing. So, yeah, this this has come up before where you're like, okay, well, would you save these three adults or sometimes the people, oh, it's a five-year-old child versus 100 fertilized eggs. You know, if you're really pro-life, you should save the 100 fertilized eggs because they're all alive. It's 100 versus one child. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that that's just not the way that it is. So for one, just because you're pro-life doesn't mean that you aren't practical for one. So fertilized eggs, they haven't even been implanted yet right they could they could miscarry we have no idea what's going to happen there this is an actual five-year-old child so it's just a different stage of human life right and if and here's here's the here's the biggest part of this hypothetical is you're being forced to choose right it's different like if you're not being forced but if you're forced to choose between these three adults and these hundred fertilized eggs obviously you're going to choose these three adults because these fertilized eggs again uh we don't know if they're going to miscarry it's in a completely different stage of human life just the same way that if you gave me the option of saving a five-year-old child uh, a healthy five-year-old child versus saving an 85 year old woman on her deathbed obviously i'm going to save the five-year-old child it's in a different stage of human life right yeah so again like when you have to when you are forced to have those decisions uh you're gonna make uh you know you're gonna come up with your own personal value as to why you need to save whatever um i don't think any person who is arguing in good faith would say that they would save the fertilized eggs it's just fucking insane yeah, i mean unless you're talking about some crazy hypothetical where uh it's like the last hundred fertilized eggs ever and there will <laughs> never be any other type of you know babies born but um but yeah, man, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it all comes down to, uh, like you were saying, stages of human life. And, and I think everybody on some level acknowledges that different stages of life have different values. I mean, like you said, with yeah. the, between the fetus and the five-year-old and the 80-year-old, they all have different values. So when I'm taking, when I'm testing well, these well, arguments— Well, to be clear, to be clear, to be clear— they have different values to you as an individual. Yes, and yes, yes, exactly. And and all of all of value is based off of a personal view. Like for instance, like if I have a virus, for instance, you know, if I have coronavirus, it's beneficial to the virus to do certain things in my body that aren't necessarily beneficial to me. And so when I say, oh, this virus is bad, or oh, this bacteria eating away at my blood cells is bad, that's because I'm attributing my own stance in the universe and what's beneficial or bad for me versus what's beneficial or bad for the bacteria or whatever. If a wolf chases me down in the woods and catches me and drags me back to his pack to eat, that's good for the wolf. That's yeah. good for the wolf. It's bad for me. So to say things are just inherently good or bad is all based off of who is judging, who's making the judgment. So Yo, Jimmy, Jimmy, you you gonna let one wolf carry you back to the pack? Bro? No, I think I'd be alpha, dude. It's I, huge, dude. I'm, I think, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest, I think I could handle one wolf. I think I could no. handle one wolf, dude. My ancestors didn't make it this far to get taken out by one fucking wolf. So I'm, this is I, this is me being curious. Um, so. Like Jimmy kind of identifies libertarian. Some people would call you libertarian. And from what I know, I haven't done too much research into any of the shit we've been talking about. But like from what I've understood is like libertarians uh, like less government control and more personal freedoms. So I never understood why abortion doesn't fall more in their alley it's not like uh no i don't want the government telling me i can't have an abortion because my wife's eight months pregnant the baby's about to die and if she keeps it and gives birth she's gonna die so like she needs to get an abortion Mm -hmm. and then also i think you refer to yourself as like a constitutionalist and it's like okay so roe v wade 
that's it's in there, right? Or no? It's uh, it was a Supreme Ro- Court Ro- judgment. Yeah, that, Roe v. Wade isn't part of the Constitution. Yeah, okay. that that was I guess uh, people on the constitutional side say that 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 ruling was unconstitutional. I'm imagining. Correct. We say it, we say it's unconstitutional. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Um, but also in the disregarding any of that, um, like it's it's already like in place. It's been yeah. in place your entire life. It's all you've ever known. So sure. I don't know why pushing for you know, they always say the grass is greener on the other side, and it's like okay great like we get rid of yeah. this thing that a majority of people think is evil or not a majority but like a percentage of people think is evil a plurality a plurality um but what if once we get rid of it then we're like oh shit it was stopping like 10 other issues from happening that we didn't even consider because we've just had it Okay, so let me go ahead and, and, and address that. So for the first thing you were talking about when it comes to libertarianism, I would tell you that most libertarians, at least ones that are not uh, right-leaning libertarians, are definitely going to believe and say exactly what you said, and they're going to say, well, I'm not technically, and this is, this is a, a complete fallacy, and I'll, I'll explain why, but they're like, well, I'm not pro-life, and I'm not pro-choice, I'm just anti-government, and I don't want the government to be involved. That's That 100% is just pro-choice, yeah. right? Yes. So... There's no way around that uh, because if you are a pro-lifer you under, or even if you understand the pro-life uh, side, you are going to say that, look, pro-life, we believe that to be a, an unborn child, right? We believe that uh, is, is a human being and that nobody has the right to take that uh, human being's life uh, against their consent, right? So, um, so yeah, there, there is no – you either believe that uh, it's murder – and that you also believe that murder should be illegal, right? So, like, murder is illegal, and it should be. So, okay, so if you believe that murder should be illegal, and you believe that that is a human being, and it is murder, then it should be illegal, right? So they're, they're really just trying to use it as some type of, like, neutral ground, which it doesn't. You're either pro-choice, and you don't believe it's a human being, and it shouldn't be, and it's not murder, or you do believe that it's a human being, and it is murder. That's it. Um, yes. So the the second thing that you were saying was, um, I'm sorry, what was the second thing you said? Oh, I'll get to it, but if murder is murder, I feel like in most of the places where they're very anti-abortion, they do have yeah. the death penalty. So yeah. how is that any different? Well, the death penalty isn't against innocent human beings, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, right. So pro-life, pro-life has nothing to do with the death penalty. I mean, I'm personally anti-death penalty mm-hmm. for, a, for, a, for a, a bunch of reasons. Not because I think that their life matters, but because I think that it gives the government too much power. Uh, I believe that the government gets it wrong. I believe yeah. that, uh, you know, just it, it's, That's it's the big much thing more is... costly. It's much more costly than life in prison. So, like, just for, like, a, a, a myriad of factors. Is I it really more them. costly to, to kill someone and to have them yeah, live in prison for yeah, life? On a, on average, yeah, on average, it's at least two times more expensive than to have someone spend uh, their entire life in prison. Oh yeah, because they're making money for the prison while they're in there. <laughs> they're well, not 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 exactly that, but I don't agree with that too. But it's more so just because they use more resources, right? Um, they they have to use like forensic evidence. They have to bring these people back in, more witnesses, more judges. They provide them with multiple attorneys, you know, for free and all this other kind of shit, right? So they just use more resources. But anyway, so um, so yeah, what was that second thing that you you said? Uh, well. Just to keep going on that, like, that person is deemed evil, irredeemable, they have to go, we can kill them. Um, but, like, let's say, you know, 12 week or 13 week after the first trimester, 
and that is still just a blank slate. It's neither good nor evil. And then I know in religion, you're not really like going to even go to heaven until at least in like Catholicism and shit, like you have to get baptized and shit. So I don't know. There's just like, there's weird contradictions, at least in my head for a lot of the things. It doesn't matter if it's good or it it doesn't matter if the, if you believe that the fetus is good. The only thing that matters is that the fetus is innocent, right? So it's 100% innocent in no way, shape or form is a fetus ever malicious, right? It didn't ask to be there, right? Mm -hmm. It it was, it's just a natural part of human life and pregnancy, right? So it's 100% innocent. You're, you're trying to compare that to somebody who is, who, may not be guilty i mean you have to you know but we're just assuming yeah. in this i mean there's been that they like are guilty. at least 10 percent of people put to death row <laughs> probably didn't do it yeah when i think well, that f- 15, for, yeah. actually it's like 15 percent, which yeah. is crazy and that's the biggest thing for me is like you know yeah. if they do get it wrong which is highly possible i mean highly possible that yeah. once they've killed you there's no appealing that you know how you know you don't want to find out exactly that. so it's like that's the biggest thing for me i've never really looked into it enough to have like a hard line stance on it uh, no, but, but you had the right idea, bro. You yeah. totally had the right idea. Um, you know, but I think the the broader thing here is that I think the conversation we're having about, uh, in this instance, abortion, is the way the conversation should be had. Because I think what happens on both sides is that in order to advance their point, they bring up, you know, for instance, you know, like on the on the left, they might bring up the whole thing of like, well, what if a person is raped or this, that, what if it was incest or all these other things or, yeah. you know, it, it, it seems they, or, you know, the whole woman's choice thing where it's like, well, you know, if I, if I believe that it's a human life and I also believe in women's rights, but I also believe in human rights that the woman, I don't like when they kind of frame the argument in a way that takes away from the actual point at hand, like you can agree with women's yeah. rights, but if you also, yeah, it's, it's just a red, it's just a red herring. Bro. Yeah. Red herring is a term I learned yeah. recently which uh, I like, I like, and I'm glad to hear it used in a sentence for once. I was like, when can I say this? Because yeah, I'm going to say needed it a lot of context clues to figure that one out. Yeah, it took, it took 28 and a half years at this point, but I think I finally got it. But I think like, yeah, man. what we're talking about right now is, for instance, like I think we agree on this topic, at least myself and you, agree on this topic up to about 90% there. And I think the only disagreement we have is a philosophical one because I, unlike a lot of people that would be quote unquote pro-choice, am willing to acknowledge what is actually happening. And I think what happens is, is that in an effort to justify a pro-choice position, a lot of people take on an anti-science viewpoint on human life so that they don't have to feel like what they're doing is actually bad. And that is what bothers me. It bothers me when people ignore the people that are necessarily, I guess, if you say like, we believe in science, well, if you believe in science, I think it's pretty straight and forward, unless somebody could prove me wrong, that human life begins at conception. So what this really comes down to is a philosophical debate, if you're willing to accept that. And for me, we if we could simply bridge that gap, and then we could have the conversation of, okay, so we all agree, because if you don't believe it's human life, then abortion is okay across the board. And in the 90s, when they were putting it across, they were saying safe, legal, and rare. And it's like, well, why rare? If it's not a human life, then why does it have to be rare? It should just be safe and legal. So obviously, at some point, you're acknowledging that it is not something that we should be doing. And that's why when people try to throw you off by bringing up these examples, like, well, what if she was raped? Well, a, pro, a pro-life person would say, well, okay, that's a terrible situation, but I still believe this is a human life. Now, I would imagine, like, if you're saying, like, a woman, but that's also a way to throw you off because it's 
it's, it's called arguing the specific to the general. You're taking an isolated circumstance yeah. and posing it as the main thing, which I understand because you are taking the argument to its limits to test it. Right. What is your stance on that kind of stuff? Like if it was rape or something like that, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, so for one, it's exactly that. It's really just trying to use the minority to argue against the vast majority. I mean, literally, you're trying to use 1% uh, of, of abortions to argue for the other 99%. Typically, how I start that off when someone brings that up is I would usually just challenge. I'd be like, look, okay, let's look, before I even give you my response, um, which I would still tell you that I'm pro-life no matter what, but even if I conceded on this, on this thing and said, okay, abortion should be legal for like rape and incest and whatever. Okay. So then will you disavow the other 99% of abortions if mm. we're only talking about rape and whatever? And every single time, every single time they're like, no. So then I'm like, well, then what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're literally just, you're literally just trying to use this 1% to justify the 99. Why do you think that you could do that? Like, you can't do that like in any type of rational discussion. But anyway, I would still tell them it's like, okay, look, even if uh, the woman was uh, raped or if it was incest or whatever, the, the circumstance of conception does not change my belief um, that that is still a human being, right? Your, your emotional feelings, your whatever, while terrible, it's very hard to go through those things. I'm, I'm sure of it. Like, but that, but nothing that you can say would supersede your kid's right to life. Nothing. There's not one circumstance. I agree. You know and, I mean? Yeah. And I, and you know what? I don't like, like I said, I agree with you about 95%. And I, again, okay. I think this is the way this conversation needs to be had. And I think Thanks, that there's a lot of people uh, on both sides that don't have an interest in this conversation happening like this because it takes yeah. away from their agendas on either way. Um, and I think, and I think that I think that when you get into things like specifically to abortion, and we can kind of like end this and kind of move on to the next yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. But like, um, but I think when you're talking about like things like abortion, um, even things like uh, like racism and shit like that, mm -hmm. I feel like these are quote unquote highly triggering topics. Yes, and it it, it takes a lot, especially if you're on the political left side. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot to not get triggered and to have like a discussion because you have those people that'll say no uterus, no opinion. So your opinion is just invalid. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that every fucking woman that had a uterus was a fucking scientist. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, so, so, uh, and, and uh, you have those people and then you have people that talk about racism. Oh, well, if you're not black, you wouldn't know how it is. You can't talk about it. It's like, well, yeah. I know statistics, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, so it's just, it's all that they're doing is just trying to invalidate you so that they don't have to have that conversation because they refuse to admit it. Dude, real quick. I, and I'll, and I'll end this last night night i think it was last night i was on omegle and i was talking about it wasn't abortion it was about donald trump and this chick who is pro-lgbt she's part of the lgbt and all this she says that she's a biden settler and she voted for biden i start going into it and figuring out okay well why did you vote for biden and uh she offers up all this information without even me having to dig into it. She says, well, I'm settling for Biden. I don't even really like him because of this, the 1994 crime bill. He's anti-LGBT and all these other, he's, uh, he's done things like against minorities and so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, so let's take this on the President Trump side. President Trump has done things uh, to benefit minorities. Um, he has like always supported LGBT, even in his personal life. He's been on record saying, it's like, look, I'm not going to do it, dude. But like, if other people want to do it, like, that's fine with me. Like, they yeah. can do whatever they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, all of these things. And so I was like, okay, look, every single thing that you just talked about that you 
don't like for Biden, Trump is like pro those things. So mm-hmm. even if you are a liberal, right, don't you like just based on your own circumstances, wouldn't it have made more sense to vote for Trump? And she's looking and she's just like, she's like, I mean, and she doesn't want to answer. Right. Yeah. So then I'm like, OK, so are you not going to answer? Like it just I just overcame all those objections. Are you just refusing to answer my question? And she's yeah. like. Yeah, I'm refusing to answer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, you don't even want to admit for what? You're trying to cling on to this thing for no fucking reason. For like yeah. what? Just because you would vote for somebody that maybe your friends don't like? It's like, look, this is what you support. You know what I mean? But you're just you just refuse to admit it. So like they just don't want to admit when they're wrong, bro. It's just they just argue in bad faith. Bro. Well, it is difficult. And, and you know, no one no one likes being wrong, but being wrong is a necessary uh a necessary thing in order to grow like the amount of conver- the amount of debates that i've been in where like first of all not many people are candid enough to in the heat of a debate admit when they're wrong they'll usually oh, facts, sc- facts, facts. almost the, nobody nobody, almost nobody. It, it's like getting pinned or getting knocked out in a fight it's like you don't want that to happen but i could not tell you how many debates i've had with people where after the fact for the next week i'm sitting there thinking about the points they made and the next time i get in a debate with someone else i'm actually finding myself sourcing some of the things i learned from them that my opinion has grown now am i necessarily going again i'm not going to admit that in the moment no one wants to be like, oh, dude, I'm a fucking idiot. You're right. I'm wrong. You know, which is which is honestly probably the best thing you could do. But, you know, we all have a little too much pride for that. I, I would think. say I would say most I would say most people when when you get into things like that. And that's happened to me maybe once. I don't I can't even recall. I'm not saying I'm the best debater, but, you know, I'm, I'm fairly knowledgeable when I when I debate a topic. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty well researched on it. But um, there have been, I guess, a, a couple instances, I'm sure, to where um you know, if something's brought up that I maybe don't know about or it seems to be like a fair contention, I'd usually just, you know, allude to like, look, I, I'm unaware of that. Do you know what I mean? I would have to do, obviously, my own research on it. Like our Instagram I, debate. Like what like Instagram our debate? Like our ins- when we were debating whether or not you should get an Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Perfect yeah, yeah. example. You know, I'd have, I have, have to do my own research on that. But, um... But yeah, but then honestly, when I'm on the other side of the coin, you know what I mean? And like they say that shit, I'm typically like, well, look, we are having like a debate, right? So assuming in the hypothetical that I'm right, yeah. you know, what do you think? Which everyone does you know think I mean? they're so, right, you know, so it does, it's, it's a hard course, jump to. Now you touched People upon- just have to have more discussions like this, man. Absolutely. Um, now you touched upon another thing that I definitely wanted to get into, which is uh, another thing, because again, you said about the whole- um, no uterus, no opinion, where a lot of people are kind of uh, pushed out of the conversation based off of the realities of who they are. Like I'm a man in many people's eyes, us, all three of us being men, having a, a conversation like this about abortion is just completely, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. We shouldn't be having this conversation. We, we're not. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of offended that you're just assuming my gender. <laughs> I, uh, I, another thing that I think is, uh, you know, what I think that you actually really, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that you do this, which is you, I've, I've kind of watched you on Facebook and things like that, like different, um, cause I know you were a big, like you would post a status and a lot of people would comment under it and stuff like that. And you would talk about racism and institutional racism. Um, briefly, I've seen, I've seen stuff on Omega where you've debated, obviously convincing white liberals that, you know, you can white pe- black people should own white people and things like that. I think you have a position to talk about it honestly. And, uh, I actually find, I haven't researched too far into what your exact opinions are when it comes to like the black lives matter movement, 
systemic racism and all the trash, other things. Trash, trash, Can you expand on that? Because I'm actually interested to hear what you think about just, I mean, I, I feel like we probably agree on a lot of it. Yeah. So Black Lives Matter is trash, and I'm going to tell you why. So Black Lives Matter is based on the false premise that there is a police brutality issue that is racially motivated. Now, if you would just stop at police brutality, I would say, sure, we could say that there's a police brutality issue against all races, right? But when you're saying that police brutality is targeting, like, it's black people specifically, um, Mm -hmm. black people, like, the data just doesn't back that shit up. The date, like, literally, they will cherry pick, like, one kilo. Look, this officer was racist. And it's like, okay, I can cherry pick this one where either this officer wasn't racist, or I can cherry pick this one to where he's quoted this black officer was uh, racist towards this white person. You know what I mean? So, like, you can't cherry pick these things, right? When you look at, at, at the information as a whole nationally, it just doesn't even out. It, it, it just doesn't. So, like, this whole institutional racism, like, racism in the criminal justice system, it's, it's a fallacy. It's it's fallible. It's it's not real. It's a fugazi. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um, now, that does not mean that if you don't look at things like in a hyper focused area. So like if you want to take this very small community, or you want to take uh, this city and say that okay, well the information here is that these cops tend to shoot uh, black people at astronomically higher numbers or higher rates, and because of that, we believe that this is racism and we've done all the other factors the other confounding variables and all i mean there's definitely like proof of cops in chicago taking like black kids to like they call them black sites where it's just like off the grid empty warehouses and they just like disappear kids like there's there's proof that's that's real like no yeah it is there's proof of shit going down in specific cities or in different areas where it's like no yes this is like legit like racism in the police department but it is it's hard to get behind anything that it's is a hyper focused area. Yeah, you're talking about a hyper focused area because again, then I could take a place like Spokane, Washington, where officers are far more likely um, to shoot white people than they are to shoot black people, right? So again, when you look at things in hyper-focused areas, you can see, okay, well, this seems to be racism, this seems to be racism. But if you look at it from a general whole, it's not. Yeah. And that's, that's again, going back to the whole arguing the specific to the general thing where you're talking about, yeah. And I think the conversation would be better to be had in these isolated areas as opposed to becoming these broad national movements, such as when you're talking about, like, for instance, like the defund the police movement. I don't, as a libertarian-ish person myself, I don't necessarily have a problem with every individual city or locality analyzing the issues that they have within their police system and addressing them in a certain way. Like, do I think, uh, you know, Baltimore, like for instance, even in, in Baltimore, like Baltimore city police has a whole myriad of issues that don't necessarily exist in Baltimore County. You know, do I think that, uh, I, and I think everyone would agree that the, uh, in a lot of these cities, for instance, Baltimore city police, they're not adequately doing their job. Now that may be because of some people would say racism. I would say it's mainly because of incompetency and uh, yeah. I've always, in, in the way I've looked at it, when you look at the education system, like when people say our education system is failing, pu- our public schools are failing, and so the answer to that is to pump more and more and more and more and more money into that system, into a failing, broken system, and hope that if you pump enough money into it, it's going to fix the problem. Whereas if those same people would look at the police issue and be like, okay, well, now we can look at our police system failing, and suddenly you take a completely different approach to that where now it's take all the money out of it. You know what I mean? 
And I think that all comes. Yeah, I, I, I believe ahead. that. Uh, so, yeah, so I believe that the whole defund the police thing, if someone, first of all, I feel like most people don't even understand that. But like if if what they're saying by defunding, they really mean just reallocation of funds, then I would say, sure, you can look at each police department and say that we need to reallocate these funds to these other things. Obviously, training needs to be like one, like 100. You know, that's where like most things need to go into, not only just training, but making sure that you're hiring the right individuals. I think that pay could even be something to look at, too, because I mean, just about any business when you you have a higher, um, I don't know, when you have like a higher salaries and higher wages, you, you tend to get uh, the better pool of applicants, right? Yeah. So, so I think that that's even something that, that you could definitely look at. But yeah, man, um, yeah, the, the whole thing I think could definitely be looked at. I personally believe when it comes to things like police, I think it should be like a mixture of private, uh, like, private security firms but also still funded via taxes so it's basically like government contracting like i believe that like not completely privatized so i believe that if you take uh you know these private security firms that should be competing for your business and your state or your community or your city right um they're all competing for your business to be your police your local police okay yeah. um you have whatever kind of election like you have for whatever else and uh okay so then this Security firm wins. They had the people like them best. They had the the best implementation. They had the best track record. They had the best individuals, so on and so forth, whatever. But that police force still does report to either that mayor of that city or which reports to the governor. So it still would operate the same way, like to taxpayers, like to us, we would see no difference. But you have people actually competing that have contracts that end every four or five years to where they're, they they don't want to lose their jobs in four or five years, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they would just be more inclined to give us the best value, particularly because you have other security firms that, hey, when four years comes up, like we're going to show you that we need to have that job. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and as a, as a person who uh, I personally believe that uh, the government is generally not nearly as uh, efficient at virtually anything as is a private company, because the incentive structures are completely different. I mean, we look at the incentive structures of police, of the education system. I mean, the whole idea that the way a police force might judge their competency is by the amount of arrests being made, the amount of uh, prosecutions being done, even even something as minor as a traffic ticket where officers literally have a quota that they're expected to make. Bro, the fact that we even have private prisons is fucking insane to me. Oh, absolutely. That's crazy. Like, that's, that's one thing that I do, like, no libertarian could convince me on. I've, I haven't heard one argument to where you could say private prisons are good. Private prison, prisons are fucking terrible. Why would you incentivize these people to add more uh, prisoners to the prison system? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then not only that, but then involuntarily force them to uh, – it's just slavery. It's modern-day slavery. Involuntarily force them to uh, – you know how they these companies you know, usually you know, come out to pr uh, prison or whatever and they get really cheap labor and they pay them mm -hmm. cents on the dollar you know what i yeah. mean it's like it's it's literal servitude bro like it's it's slavery absolutely and i think the most dangerous thing is not necessarily a completely public institution and not necessarily completely private but it is that weird marriage of private with public that seems to be doing the the worst thing in my opinion when you have private companies that are are operating off of public incentives where they're actually able to manipulate the public process to 
make more gains themselves. For instance, the best example that's I can fuck. think that's, of. That's terrible, bro. Yeah. That's terrible. The best example I can think of that is, you know, with college education, the student loans process. The problem with that is the reason, and, and healthcare as well. And you've seen the price skyrocket in, in college education. You've seen the price skyrocket in healthcare because you actually have this weird marriage of private insurance companies being able to send bills to a government institution where they're able to jack it up the same way they did with college where, okay, well now I have the government basically backing any single loan I give out. So I'm going to jack up the price because now people can take out loans for whatever amount they want to take out. Now an insurance company, a hospital can charge whatever the hell they want for a CAT scan and the government's going to pay for it. And so now you have private institutions gaming the public system to benefit themselves. And I think that's the worst thing. But it's so difficult because it is you almost have to have a weird compromise there because completely private and completely public are not great either. You know, it, 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 the issues are very complex. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that uh, I think that the system in general is is pretty fucked, man. But, you know, we, we just got to navigate towards what. I don't know, just what has the most liberty, what has. The least I, I always believe that ha, what has what's going to be the best way of doing most things, maybe not all, but most things is usually going to be less government uh, involvement. However, in certain circumstances, like when I'm talking about prisons, I, at that point, I probably think that the government is probably going to be better, or at least it less incentivizes, <clears throat> um, you know, private people from going ahead and you know locking motherfuckers up. So. Um, but yeah, man, I totally understand what you're saying. Government just fucking blows, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Blows, I'm kind of with you on that. <laughs> um, now, obviously, we talked about it on the phone a little earlier. I did want to get into the election a little bit. Obviously, I feel like yeah. it, we would be uh, remiss to uh, not talk about it. Now, you have said plenty of times you're not a Trump supporter, um, so I'm assuming right. you didn't vote for Trump in the election. Um, I did not. But I'm interested to hear what your take on everything that's going on right now is about. You go Kanye. I, <laughs> I did not vote Kanye. Why are you That's saying that, man? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that black, That was the only bro. other viable candidate. <laughs> well, he could have no, voted man. for the Libertarian, too. Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, Kanye was not, like, no, he, he was not good, man. I mean, Kanye legitimately, dude, he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. If I ever met him in person, I would geek out, like, oh, my God, Kanye. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, and he may have been able to sway me if he was like, I'll give you some free Yeezys if you vote for me. But, like, <laughs> Now, that's racist. <laughs> but like legitimately, like Kanye has a clinical condition. He is cl he's clinically bipolar. Like in no way could someone convince me that, yeah, we should have someone who's clinically bipolar as the president of the fucking free world. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's wild. That's but, a good um, point. Yeah, so I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost voted for Kanye. I'm not going to lie. It's all good, man. It's all good. I got Yeezys but, um, on my feet right now. Do you have Yeezys? Yeah, they, he wore those to the polls, and they just threw his ballot oh, out. They threw man. his ballot out. <laughs> but go like, on, no, I was... you have to switch that to Joe Biden now, or else you're not leaving. <laughs> well, yeah, with, the, with dude, with all this fraud that's happening, so I, I want to, I don't want to say exactly that it's fraud, fraud yet, but there seems to be some really compelling. Uh, I guess you would say evidence that's coming to light, man. Mm -hmm. um, I was just reading this thing where the poll watchers in Detroit, Michigan, uh, they reported at something that's like 4.30 a.m. They reported that tens of thousands of ballots were brought in from out of state. Not only that, they were brought through like the back door instead of the front door. And the poll watchers were like, well, that's fucking weird. Why are you bringing it through? Like, this is the only set that's coming in through like this back entrance. So yeah. it's like, well, that's yeah. weird. It's like and they're not trying only to that, be sketchy. 
Yeah, not only that, and then like when the watchers like went in and checked it, they saw that they all appeared to be Biden, and there were tens, tens of thousands. Also, another thing in like Detroit, where um, this woman, she was one of the poll watchers. I think she's uh, even one of the like a prominent person there in in that area. Um, she was reporting that the ballots were scanned and did not even match uh, the voter uh, in the electric or the paper poll book. But they were somehow permitted to be counted anyway. So basically, they just these people weren't even permitted to vote there. But they were just like, yo, go ahead and just count it. Like literally over there, you could just pick up a ballot off the floor. And if it said whatever, oh, Joe Biden, yeah, just let me go ahead and get that. We don't even mm-hmm. need to scan it or whatever. It's just it's valid. So like it, it seems to be very strange, especially if anyone who has posted, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but like if you post any like fraud shit that says, look, this seems to be like something that is worth looking into, not saying it's true or not, but it's worth looking into. Twitter is just silencing everything. And they're uh, saying that these claims are being disputed and they'll like give you this generic webpage that they link you to. And the only thing that it says is that voter fraud is rare in the United States. That's yeah. the only thing it says. Yeah, that's... It's like, well, yeah, motherfucker, we agree that the shit is rare. And because of that, that's why this is a story. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is one of the things that I think, uh, nothing grinds me more than when people say the word fact check or things like that. And, and to not acknowledge that, that, you know, these, these fact checking institutions are clearly, you know, to, to pretend that they're, you know, what they're really doing is, is narrative checking. In my opinion, when they, when you, Facts. when you, when you put up a, a real story about something that really happened and the fact check is like, well, you know, uh, broadly speaking this it's like well that doesn't that doesn't take away from the thing if you're gonna fact check this you know like it, maybe you should actually check this fact right you know fact I mean? check like, this fact claim check this not check my broader narrative not take my implication and check my implication you know what i mean um what, no absolutely what, what gets me is uh you know seeing i was watching a, a press conference uh, i think it was like two days ago and i was watching it on cnn and uh, because I rarely ever watch cable news, but it, I mean, right now, cable news seems to be doing that 24 hour election coverage and everything. So it's just much easier to just pop it on at any point. And I flip between CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, just see what everybody's saying. And so I was watching, they were, they were live streaming the uh, Trump press conference. And about halfway through, uh, they just cut the feed and then Lester Holt takes over and he's like, okay, well... Um, I'm going to stop this feed and just go over some of the things like some of the things that President Trump has said that are factually inaccurate and this, that, the other thing. It's like, dude, why why are you cut? Like, let us see what he's saying. Let us see what people are saying. And then you can come back on if you want and give your opinion on it. But the idea. Bro, that- it is literal fascism, bro. Literal fascism. It's like, yeah. like when, when the fuck, like, where do these people fucking go to journalism school, first of all? Second, like journalism is such a fucking joke now. Like I, I felt like when I was growing up, that shit used to be reputable, Mm -hmm. but like now it's like, they are trying, they're only showing you what they want to show you instead of look, if even if you're biased, that's cool. You want to be biased. Sure. You want to have a conservative network like Fox. You want to have a uh, a liberal network like CNN. That's fine. As long as you are still presenting us with the same facts. If you want to go ahead and put your bias, like why you believe it's, 
doesn't matter or it does matter or why there's more to the story, that's fine. But don't just cut out information just because you don't want us to see it. Let us make the fucking decision based on the information. Yes, and yeah. I think... I mean, they're a private business, though. They don't technically have to even show his press conference. They could just, I'm not like, saying that they have to. I'm saying that that shit, shit is intentionally... I'm saying that is intentionally disingenuous yeah, and that it's sure. just... It's, it's corruption. I do kind of just feel like this is the flip of the Russia stuff last time, though. Like this is just the this is just kind of like the a little bit of the sore loser syndrome of right after your candidate loses. Last time it was oh like the Russians fixed the election for Trump, and now mm. it's oh well the Democrat or the Democrats couldn't honestly win an election, so it was obviously fraud. I mean, and technically, so do you, like, so are you are you saying that you don't believe that there is like a uh, like voter fraud? No, there's definitely voter fraud. Like, but. The 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 voter fraud I'm thinking about is like when dead people show up in voter registries, or if someone sure. lives out of state, sends in a mail in ballot, but then votes in their state they're living in currently. Like yeah. that's that's real types of voter fraud. Well, so, I don't so, believe yeah, so in any I w- of the. I would rephrase. I would rephrase voter fraud. Then I would just say like irregularities. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely okay. irregularities. I don't think there's like black vans pulling up to voting sites at 4 a.m. dumping off trash bags full of Biden <laughs> votes. Like, I don't think that's real. Like Kamala in a fake ass mustache, like coming in in shades being like, don't look. Like that's not Kamala Harris in a mustache. <laughs> I think I, I, I kind of feel, uh, you know, uh, almost as a conservative person, I almost feel like Dude, I, lo- I love how you keep coining yourself like, you know, almost conservative. Well, it, because, because again, there's so many positions that I take that wouldn't necessarily be qualified as conservative. And yeah. I really don't even like those uh, those labels, you know, not to sound like I'm too woke for a label. But like to when you say words like that, you have to be kind of choosy about how you say it because immediately, unfortunately, the second you coin yourself as this, that, the other thing, people automatically assume every opinion you have across yeah, the board. That's fair. So that's fair. as a conservative-leaning person, I tend to agree with the conservative position on far more issues than I agree with the liberal take. But there are positions that I agree with the liberal takes on it. But as a conservative-leaning person and having seen the very clear bias in pretty much most of our mainstream institutions, uh, the very clear bias and the very clear, like even like we were talking about before, the how normal it has become to simply squelch out information that doesn't go along with your narrative as opposed to just presenting the information and debunking it. It's now become completely common course to just g- get rid of that information altogether. Combined with how... I mean, unprecedented, not just the year itself, but this particular election in, in the way we've we've upped mail-in voting to a level that we've never had in this country before, where it's com- done. I mean, they try to say that, oh, we've had mail-in, but it's, like, it's never been like this. And all these other, quote unquote, irregularities existing within the election, I don't necessarily think it's out of bounds to question the, the validity. And also, I think most Republicans, conservatives, what have you, would be very willing to accept the results of the election if after the election is audited and it is found to be a fair and free election. Absolutely. Most, Absolutely. And, and, and also, it would be the best thing for the public in this time to actually look into it and verify it as opposed to pretending it's not a possibility at all. Because what you're running, if the election was free and fair, no one should be opposing an audit. If anything, you'd want you'd want the election to be certified correctly. And so right. as a 
as a, again, conservative-leaning person, uh, with all the other things that I've seen over the past five years, I don't consider it outside of the ballpark. I don't consider it not a possibility. I'm tired of being told that it's, uh, you know, it's a necessarily a conspiracy theory because, again, if it turns out, I, I, I don't like Biden at all. I don't like Biden. I don't like uh, the Democrats, the Democrats' political party positions in any way. I'm not going to be happy if it turns out that Biden won. I'm not going to be happy, but I will accept it if it turns out to be the case. What I want is to have it truly verified, and what I'm worried about is. Uh, whether or not it will be, you know, I, I, there's been sure, sure. I, I would say I agree too, and won, I would dude. say that I absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely believe that. Um, you know, hey, if after they do these recounts, after they look at all of these, you know, these claims, if there's any legitimacy to these claims, that yeah, I I would accept whatever. Again, I'm I didn't vote for either of these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there there seems to be enough from what I've seen to where I at least question is like, well, that shit looks fucking terrible. You know what I mean? I mean, there are videos out there, uh, substantiated videos where they have these poll watchers that are like conservative poll watchers, GOP poll watchers, right. That are being locked out of even getting in there and they'll put like big, uh, thing, uh, like cardboard on there. So you can't even see in there. You have poll watchers going on record. Like they're saying, look, this is the shit that was happening. You know what I mean? Like this is legitimate. I am a witness to this shit. Yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah, I just feel like you can't just sweep it under the rug. Like for anybody that would say that, out of everything that's come out, and I'm not saying that the motherfucker who had, um, I think there was this one story where it was like, oh, Joe Biden jumped up 138,000 votes or whatever. I even looked into that. That seemed to be incorrect. It seemed to be that they just didn't all get in or it was like an error before. They didn't just pull up in a van, like you said, with 138 ballots. It's like, oh, it's all Biden. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I don't think that there was much validity to that. But there are other things like what you're saying. Uh, I think also what you touched on, Eric, where you were talking about, well, like dead people voting. Like, dude, you know that the stimulus, uh, the, the, the stimulus packages that came out uh, before, that there was like a million of them that went out to uh, to dead people? Like they yeah. couldn't even claim the yeah. shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to say that there wasn't some you have the thing in Michigan, bro, where um, they got like six or eight thousand wrong just by typing something in incorrectly. Yeah. And that and that's that same system is used uh, in like uh, like half of the counties in Michigan. I'm not saying and in other states as well. I'm not saying that in every one of these counties it's happening. But if you're telling me that this same fucking system where someone could even make this error, I don't even know how this was possible to make an error of six thousand I mean, or dude, eight thousand votes did you, towards did you Biden. Vote in person? Like it's crazy. Did you vote in person? I wasn't able to vote. Okay, so I voted. Yeah, I'm, in I'm, pre- person. I'm pretty upset about it. I voted in person every time my entire life, and if you've ever voted in person, you'll know that every polling place is run by like ten people, sixty-five and up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And over the last 10 years, they've forced most polling places to go all electronic with computers. If you're imagining every polling place across the country with every fucking grandparent across the country <laughs> trying to use those computers, you're going to, you have to understand why there's going to be some technical mis- mishaps, you know? Like, that's. But you're talking th- about thousands, bro. Yeah. And, dude. and, um, this is stuff that could tip elections. Like when people look at it, it's like even if there was even if you want to say there was a million, but oh well, is he gonna get a million? We don't do it based on a general election, right? You could look at it in a specific county. If this county was going to give one or more people or or 
Trump or Biden the edge because in a lot of these things, I mean, it was really close. I mean, you're talking about 49 percent, 51 percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, like just 2000 to- vote difference at some points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I'm not saying that there is voter fraud. I'm saying that there is there seems to be some compelling evidence that's coming to light. I think it's worth checking into. Um, and I would accept the the results um, if we looked into it, but not even just from that standpoint. I think in a lot of these places, they had like point, I think it's like if it's 0.5 percentage. Yeah, it varies uh, state to state, but it's like some are within yeah. 1%, some are within 0.5, and it's an automatic recount. Yeah. In a yeah, lot of exactly. These, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. In a lot of these states. I mean, I'm again, I, I just, I well, think. Well, hold on, hold on. One, yeah. one, one thing, one thing that I want to say, and I just want to, in this, I have no, this isn't like, this isn't really evidence. It's just like a thought that I, I want your, your guys' opinion on. So, let's consider Joe Biden for a second. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's consider Joe Biden, who has now apparently got the most votes in presidential history. I think it's like 70 million or something like that. It's more than uh, Hillary got, more than Obama got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more than President Trump got. Like, right. I think right. both yeah. of them the did. Most, I think both of them did. Trump the also. Mo- well, yeah. Obama, Obama had a crazy uh had, had a crazy thing as well. But like Joe Biden, I mean, it was still, I think it's like millions apart though. Yeah, but yeah, Joe yeah. Biden is like 70 plus million. So the most in, in U.S. history. Okay, you're talking about Joe Biden who has like zero military support. The guy has like almost no police support, right? And, and, and the guy who really can't even form coherent sentences, this fucking guy, right? 1994 crime bill, right? This guy somehow got more votes than, like, Hillary got or than, like, Obama got. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I I just, I'm not, uh, with this amount of support that he has, it just doesn't make sense. And Trump's support has increased, even in, like, the minority respects, right? So, like, black people uh, voting for Trump has increased, right? So, like, Hispanics voting for Trump has increased. His white base has increased. Like, Trump is increasing, like, everything Mm -hmm. how the fuck does it even it just isn't adding up to me i'm not saying it couldn't happen i'm just saying like it's weird right well the thing you gotta make sense yeah well the thing that you gotta consider is that i don't think really anybody was uh, i don't uh, when you talk about support on both sides there's no question that donald trump had far more support than joe biden the question is is that in my opinion, this election was not Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. It was Donald Trump versus not Donald Trump. And yeah, there, is exactly. a, there is a large contingent of people. I, I always say the word contingent. It's definitely not the word for this, but I, I like it. It sounds cool. But there is a large uh, population in this country who simply voted against Donald Trump and Joe Biden happened to be the guy standing there on the ballot. You know what I mean? So I, I don't. But, that, but that's. But that's what I'm asking. I'm like, who are these people? If Trump, if Trump has increased his his supporter base in uh, uh, black people, Hispanic people, and white people, who the fuck are these people? It's Obama's base. It's Hillary's base. It's like, like it's every base that they built up but weren't able to co-mingle before. Now they're all formed behind just the most popular person to take Trump out of the office. Yeah, it, and it, I voted Biden. Like I voted Biden because I knew if I told people I voted Kanye. They'd give me the reaction you gave me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did vote Kanye, dude. And dude, I, was I like about literally it. was. I was, I was on the fucking page, and I was about to write in Kanye, and I was like, "Did you? Fuck did it, you I'll go?" So hold on. Biden, so you went in, and then I voted 
for I put Kanye West as a write-in for judge, even though he wasn't running for judge. I just so needed on, to so vote on, so for on. him physically. <laughs> so wait, okay. so wait. So did you go in? Did you go into the place like with the full intention of voting for Kanye? It was like literally last minute decision to be like, all right, I can't do Call the Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like literally like, yeah, walking up to the booth. Yeah. I had, I, was, I had a change of heart. Change of, that's hilarious. <laughs> like I literally that wouldn't be hilarious. able to live this down, dude. You should you should have stuck to it, dude. You you'd be one of the few people that voted. for I him. still did. I voted for him for judge. Next thing oh, you, you know, Kanye West <laughs> is the next Supreme Court judge because yeah. he got one vote. <laughs> Nobody yeah, else. No voted. one else even was on the ballot. <laughs> I didn't vote. See, I didn't vote for uh, anything other than the president. And um, there in Maryland, it was question two, which was for legalized sports betting. I obviously voted for yes. I was like, I think I have a right to blow my fucking money on on Monday Night Football. I think I have that right as a, as an American. Other than that, some of those ballot questions are ridiculous in that a lot of those questions, I know it's different for every single region, but I'm assuming it's the same in a lot of ways where it's like, do, do they you, have anything? Do they have anything for like drugs or anything like that? Um, no. I don't think so. No. Not this go okay. around. At it's least for so, us, so just, it was just, mainly just like, like grants for... Well, it was sports betting was like the main thing, yeah. but everything else was like, do you, would you approve of a $1 billion grant to, you know, repave sidewalks in public parks, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's like, how the hell, like, honestly, how the hell do I know? Uh, do I know with the county, but like, does the average person know, like they say, would you approve 25 million to put towards restoration of this? Like, I don't know, dude, is 25 million a lot? Is it a little, I like, <laughs> I like the idea of restoring the bay, but it's like, is 25 million enough? Is it too much? Like, I don't know. So I just skip all that shit. It's like, who, why are you asking me, dude? I, we elect people in positions to make Why are this you their asking job. Me? This is the first time I'm reading I, about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of misleading anyway because you're giving me 25 million and exactly what you're saying. It's like, well, I don't know if that's a lot. What I would need to know is like how much is it going to increase my fucking taxes? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. is it taking from already the 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 tax fund that we have and I don't have to pay more? Or are mm -hmm. you saying that you're going to increase my shit? Yeah. So like, I need to know that. Yeah. And that's what I think. It's just one of those things that shouldn't like those decisions shouldn't be left to like like decisions like legalized sports betting that's something i can answer that's pretty straightforward hey do you think it should be legal yeah sure and they at the bottom they're like and we we're gonna do you think it should be legal uh, on the condition that we put all the money towards education i was like dude i don't care if it goes to education just make sports betting legal dude that's what i fucking want if you put it towards education that's great if you get to a point where you're like we got enough for education we'll put it towards fucking repaving the roads then you do that whatever you got to do dude i just want to be able to fucking bet on sports other than that the idea that the average person who is not researched but is going to just vote down the line and be like, oh, well, I like this idea. I don't know what $25 million is in regards to that, but sure, let's do that. The fact that those decisions are left to, to the public is crazy. Dude, what do, you th what do you think about – because you know this, this always comes around, and I feel like this is more big in conservative uh, crowds. What do, what do you think when people say that kind of based on what you're saying is that most people are, un are uneducated – what do you think about when people say, you know what, I think that the voting age should be raised from 18 to like 21 or 25? What, what do you think about things like that? Um, I actually, it, I think that whatever age that you can do, because the, the big hypocrisy of it is, for instance, you can join the military when you're 18, you're considered a, a, a not a child anymore when you're 18, but you can't drink until you're 21. I guess you can't smoke weed until you're 21 in certain. I don't know how it works. Well, no, well, no you can't. You can't smoke a cigarette until you're 21. Now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I think at whatever age that you're legally able to do 
everything that an adult could do, that should be the legal age of voting. So if you're telling me I'm not responsible enough at 19 years old to smoke a cigarette or have a shot, then I don't see why I'm responsible enough to vote for any elected office if what you're saying to me is I'm not a full-grown adult yet. And I think that the— That's you, fair. That's actually, that's, actually, that's actually one of the better arguments I've heard. You know, and that's that's I mean, like, I'm not necessarily saying we should raise the voting age. I don't think it would hurt, though. I don't think it would hurt. I mean, the amount that I know now at 28, which is still not a lot versus even what I knew three years ago or God forbid, 10 years ago. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I didn't vote until the 2016 election because I thought it was both sides are bullshit. And I still do. But like the idea that these kids come out of high school who their first big career move is to take out a $100,000 student loan for a college to get a fucking degree and nothing are also the people that are that are educated enough to make these decisions based purely off of, you know, what what they're what they're exposed to. I mean, at that age, your your whole worldview is based off of what you're what what everyone around you is thinking. You know, I don't want to yeah. say I support this because all my friends support that, you know, and it's really I mean, I think that uh, and I think that's the reason why uh, certain political parties want the voting age lowered and certain political parties want yeah, the some voting people, age. Some people, yeah, some people want them lowered to like 16 and Dude, shit. Dude, why are you voting on tax shit and things like that when you haven't even gotten a job yet? Why are you voting Thanks. on things? Why do you have a, why do you get to have a position on that? But you know, but you know what? There is, there is a fair argument. Uh, I mean, you're talking about taxation without representation, right? Yeah. So if you're able to get a job, I mean, sometimes some places you're able to get like a legal job. I think you can get like a job at a supermarket as a bagger at like 15 years old or something like that. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a bagger at 15 years old, you're paying taxes. I mean, it does make sense that if you're paying taxes, you should be able to say where the fuck those taxes are going. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can understand the argument to where it's like, well, if you do have a job and you are paying taxes, then maybe you should. But then I would also argue that I don't feel like you should really pay taxes until you're 18 or so. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like those honestly, ideally, and this would like shut a lot of libertarians up because, you know, they would just believe every single taxation is theft. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent when it comes to that. But like, Okay, so then I would even say, well, man, shit, maybe up until 21, 22, we just don't tax motherfuckers. So, like, hey, you have that amount of time from the age of 15 when you can get a job up until 22 to whatever to not be taxed. And then after that, you're taxed full-blown like everyone else. Hey, you got enough money or you got enough time to, you know, save up your money. It's not going to the government and you want to get the fuck out of this country and then not yell taxation is theft anymore, then you could totally do that. But, yeah, I totally understand, like, if you are... If you are paying taxes, if you can't say where those taxes are going, there's validity to that argument. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I, that's another one of those positions that I really don't take a hard line stance on. I've, I've been uh, on record saying I think you should be allowed to drink when you're 18 because you're going to anyway. Uh, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, there's a lot of contradictions throughout my opinions on stuff. And I really haven't sure. taken the time to actually sit down and be like, this is what I think about this, this, this. Now that I'm 28, I have much less of a problem about the drinking age being 21 than I did when I was 20, you know? My opinions changed. Well, that's because you wanted to drink it 20. Yeah, and know? I did, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where all those illegal votes are coming in. 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, they just love to vote. Yeah. <laughs> they love Dude, did you, voting. Yo, when you, when you guys turn when you guys turned 21, did you go out like and immediately like buy a drink? Bro, as soon as I turned 21, like that day, that night actually, that I 
turned 21. I was so fucking excited. I don't even drink like that. But I was like, I was so fucking excited. I was like, yo, I'm about to go to the liquor store. I'm going to pick some shit up. So I go there and I go to the liquor store and I get some shit and uh, I go up to the to the main. And this is a big liquor store. And I go up to the guy and I, uh, I give him whatever the fuck I was buying. And uh, he looks at me and he's like, okay, cool. Actually, he doesn't even really look at me. He's just like, he's just scanning it. And he's like, okay, your total is whatever. I'm like, Bitch, you ain't gonna check my ID, motherfucker. Like, yeah. I got, because I, I got it. I got the shit. You know the I mean? same shit happened to me. <laughs> I made Eric throw. Did I, was did it, it have, me made you throw up on your twenty first? Well, the ID thing happened to me, and yeah, Jimmy made me throw up on my twenty first birthday because he gave me a curdled Irish car bomb. <laughs> what? And, uh, you t- well, we went around. About like, like, it was like it was sitting too long. Do you know yeah. what an Irish car bomb is? No. Okay, so basically it is uh, a shot of Jameson whiskey with a shot of Bailey's and then you and that's it like so it's like a half of each I guess in a shot glass and then you take a pint of Guinness like a half filled pint of Guinness beer and you just drop it in there and chug it as fast as you can because what happens is if you don't chug it within like five six seconds the Bailey's just curdles and it becomes like spoiled milk in there so you have to drink it before it goes bad what I always thought was ridiculous is like this shit's obviously gonna go bad in my stomach like I have to get it down my fucking throat before six seconds but what the hell happens after that you know but uh right so you're talking about so you're just like, well, logically, I mean, it kind of makes sense that you can just do whatever. Yeah, but yeah. we were 21 at the time, and yeah, Jimmy uh, was a month into buying these. Yeah, yeah, I was an experienced the, drinker. The rules of the road. Yet. <laughs> so I, I gave Eric like one that was way past due, and because uh, we were doing, we were, we basically yeah. went to every bar in Taos, and that was like a tradition we do. We went to every bar in Taos and got a shot at every one. Because I actually didn't have a fake ID. I tried to have one. It got taken away the first place I used it, which is a 7-Eleven in Ocean City. And uh, so I how never. Do they, how do they know? How do they know it's fake? Like, wh- what is it that's on there that's fake? I actually, uh, my friend Mahedi and I actually went on this website called NY Fakes, which was like yeah. a New York fake ID website, and it was it seemed pretty legit. Like they use your real name, you get to put in your address, whatever that you, you use your. Hold picture. on, this is a legit fucking website that people can just. I go mean, on? eight years ago it was. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what's doing right now, but like the cool thing about New York is like New York's IDs already look fake. Like they are they. Their real IDs are fake IDs. They're like ridiculous. They're like flexible, like rubber. I don't even understand how they work. So we got them thinking like, oh, this is foolproof. Nobody knows what a, a New York ID is. And so we drive down to Ocean City two months before my 21st birthday, two, three months or four months before my headies, we decide this summer we can't not have a fake ID. We've gone two years without being able to drink in bars, going to high school parties. And of course, we go down with no alcohol because they have the fake IDs to buy the beer. <laughs> so I think Ocean City, that's perfect. Ocean City is like the most strict place on earth for fake ID. I mean, do not, if you're a kid thinking you're going to get in anywhere with a fake ID, don't even fucking try it. They are crazy about it. So I walk into a 7-Eleven, pick up a pack of Corona Lights, the guy looks at it. I give him my New York fake, my nyfake.com ID. He looks at it and he goes, hey, Bill, does this look right to you? He goes, hold up one second. And I was like, oh. And then at that moment, I'm like, okay, do I just do I just keep Do going? I run? Yeah, do like- I double down? Do I double down on this? Do I just be like, yeah, like that's my ID. Instead, my solution was to just like be like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then walk out as if that's something that a person who was a real ID would do. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a fucking real ID. I'm out of here. I'm going to get another one. Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys owe me 50 bucks. Yeah, like I just yeah. walked out, left the Corona light on the counter, called them, right. and I was like, dude, I got caught. Mahedi got caught getting the ID at another 7 Eleven. And it was just fucking game over. It was so ridiculous. But, yeah. uh, right. Yeah. That's hilarious, bro. You did the exact opposite 
opposite of what any normal person would have done. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, yeah. it's like it's scary because you walk into those liquor stores, and like the one across the street from where I live, it's called Skyline Liquors, and they have like on the thing, it's like we will call the cops if you use a fake ID. And when you're 20, you're like, damn, they really will. I guess they will. I mean, I'm, I would still be there. I'd be like, I don't know. I was just always rebellious. I totally get what you're saying. I would totally be like, all right, you might be calling the cops, but you ain't going to put your fucking hands on me and keep me here. I know that for damn sure. <laughs> and that's why you're you not allowed I mean? to vote. So. <laughs> 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 oh, but uh, yeah, that's wild, dude. Dude, do you even talk to... Uh, I know you used to work at Seasons and everything. Do you even talk to those guys anymore, bro? Actually, um, so I've been playing music full-time for the past almost three years now. And I worked at a couple restaurants after that. But I would always kind of pop in on late nights and just see what's up. But actually, when they shut down all the bars in Maryland, I was at completely out of work. And I actually picked up some driving. I was working like 30 hours a week at Seasons doing driving shifts from like April to I think like July this year. So I was I was working there for a while. Is Matt is Matt is Matt still the owner with the other guy? Yeah, Matt and Pete are still the owners. Matt is fucking huge, like just jacked huge, and Pete's just same. Oh, he old got Pete. he got like swole. Oh yeah, dude, he's fucking humongous. Wow, it's crazy, it's crazy. But they're good guys, man. And they remodeled <laughs> the, the whole bar and everything. It looks sweet in there. Does it? Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks like mm -hmm. a real place. It's not like a fucking like dude, 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 bro. Like, is it still Anytime Fitness right beside? Yes. Yeah. Raj is still Raj, there. Is Raj still there? <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, still, still, still paying motherfuckers at $8 an hour, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming, like, uh, at what point, because, uh, I mean, at what point do you think that you'll be able to make this whole, I mean, not just TikTok thing, but, like, obviously you're going to be able to carry your TikTok following over to the podcast, which you're coming out with next week. At what point do you think it's plausible that you'll be able to, I mean, I don't know what you do for a living right now, but at what point do you think that that's, that could be, like, your actual income, like, like your full-time thing? Yeah, 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 man. I'm trying to be a full-time creator. Sometimes I'm able to do it, and sometimes I'm not. I'm fairly conservative, like, with how I spend money anyway, so, uh, which it took me up until now, really, recently, to learn that. I was very liberal with my spending before, but, um, but yeah, so... I can, you know, sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. Fair amount of people donate to me. I get paid, you know, very little amount, but mm -hmm. still like uh, on TikTok, they pay. And, I, and I'll put this in, in perspective. So like on YouTube, if you're monetized, they pay you around $5 per thousand views on TikTok for the same thousand views. They pay you about two to four cents oh, per thousand mm. views. Yeah. So it's like nothing, right? But so also it's, it's like it's a so different really currency because like you can get a million views on TikTok like that. I feel like compared it to is, YouTube. It is. And it's not even, and it's not even just the well, views. Also, it's the just that YouTube has like based the off ads. Of ads. Yeah, built yeah exactly. So like ads on TikTok, you can't like, they don't force you to watch them. So like you could just, oh, it's an ad swipe. You know what I mean? So how do so they like make their money? I mean, how do they do it? Just I mean, that's really how they make it. Yeah, just, they, they still have people buy ad slots, but they're just not yeah. worth as and much. And they got sponsors and things like that. But yeah, man, but basically the goal is to definitely make this a, a full-time gig. I'm hoping within the next... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it's unreasonable within the next like six months, man, you know, to make this like a full time Absolutely not. Gig. I mean, how many, awesome. how many followers did you pick up just in the past two months? I mean, you're up 450,000 and you were at 30,000. Like, yeah. I mean, you started. Yeah, very I think, recently. I think last month, I think last month I was probably, I kind of hit like a plateau. I think that I was like maybe like at a, a hundred K or something like that. And then, I don't know, dude. It's hard to explain. It just kind of just shot off. Like, yeah, and then you were like, recognize my shit. I'm gonna make a bitch cry on Omega <laughs> yeah, and get another hundred thousand votes off on Omega. Yeah, bro, bro, and and that's and I learned too. I learned too that people really like that. Like, I was really trying to figure out like what like like basically I want to say what I need to say, but also I can cater it to kind of like how like what people 
want to see if that makes sense yeah so it's not really like selling out to say to just do what you want but it's like what i want to do but just kind of catered to like kind of like to your preference yeah so um so yeah so like i was doing that and i was still trying to figure out like exactly what it was and then i guess i found out that people just liked seeing me destroy motherfuckers on omegle bro uh, <laughs> like, if there's one thing i know about conservatives they love the fucking destroys with facts and logic they love <laughs> that is, shit bro. all caps it is all caps um, and to be fair, to be fair though, like just to be clear for anybody who who is listening to me for the first time, man, like yes, it is fun uh, from time to time to quote unquote own the libs. You know what I mean? That that is fun, and I own conservatives too when they say some stupid ass shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but my my goal really is just to debunk certain things but also like when i'm not doing the series that you were talking about like convincing liberals of stupid shit when i'm not doing that i typically am trying to have legitimate discussions because i i honestly do want to change your mind like everybody else is like you can't change motherfuckers minds in debates and i would agree most of the time you can't but i think if you come across a certain way that you are able to change people's mind or at least not change their mind but just get them to think it's like okay well maybe Open it up to something else, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's really what I want to do, especially if you have a large following, then it's not even just more so for you, it's for your following. I want your following to see it. However, there are certain people, there are certain people that just, like, irk me online, bro. And they irk me not personally, but kind of. But it's more so, like, that they are just... Uh, they are just spouting just bullshit. It's just lie on top yeah, of fallacy, yeah. on top of their and, and and they're growing their uh their following just exponentially. So they're lying to motherfuckers left and right like that. I don't like. And uh, so at that point, I don't even really go in with the intention to change their mind. I just want to fucking debunk you so that every one of your viewers can see that you are just spouting bullshit. Yeah, and that it really is my favorite thing that you do is when you you play a clip of somebody that was saying some shit and then you just quick cut to you and then you're like, all right, well, this is bullshit. I'm like, oh, yeah. Get <laughs> fucked. Get <laughs> fucked. Get <Bro>. fucking owned. <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, so, dude, dude, I'm waiting for y'all to come on TikTok, bro. When are y'all going to join dude, TikTok? What's no up, joke. Man? No joke. I came home. My brother showed me your video and he was like, dude, you, you should put the podcast on TikTok. If for nothing else, just lock down the username. And, and like, you know, once we get the clips rolling, once I figure out how to streamline that process, just put up clips of the podcast on TikTok. I mean, I guess maybe you might have to put it in TikTok format, which I'm going to have to learn about. But I had to go through the same process with Instagram and catering it to that market. And it's like, you know, I, I can't allow myself to become a fucking old man where I'm like, oh, TikToks. It's like if that's where the people are going, it's like you said, it's like it's not selling out to do what you want to do, but bring it to people who are there to hear you. I'm not going to fucking be the person who's going to stay stay off of TikTok because, oh, that's just fucking. Well, it's like, you know what? Unfortunately for you, that's where the people are at. And if you want to reach a market, you got to tap yeah. into that market. So I actually did um, probably like four nights ago, just lock down the username. I think I'm nice. we're LFTS podcast, but I keep on getting notifications for like, user 49037868 I'm like yeah whatever but uh so I mean you you kind of inspire me in that my brother and just seeing the success that our friends have had and how quickly they've been able to get traffic as opposed to all yeah. these other mediums it seems very uh promising uh yeah I haven't I, I didn't I didn't mention this in the podcast and Eric you probably don't even know but um and I haven't listened to you guys in, in a little bit but um, up until I'd say probably, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, I did really listen to you guys pretty much religiously, even if I oh, reached yeah. out to Jimmy or not. Yeah, dude, like your podcast, <laughs> your podcast, and I typically only listen to like 
political podcast now, but you were like one of the two podcasts that weren't strictly political that I listened to just because it was fucking hilarious, bro. Hell like yeah. like your podcast is legitimately funny. I think both of you guys are like a really sweet duo, uh, especially when you bring like guests on. I've heard when you had like some guests on, which are pretty cool, but you should definitely get on TikTok and you should... I, I would coin it, if I were you, I would coin it like, I mean, you could do podcasts. I haven't seen, like, when you label it a podcast, to that be super successful on um, TikTok if you label a podcast. But I would make sure that you look at it from, like, a comedic standpoint. Yes. Because, like, if you take, if you just take, like, just do your normal thing and then just kind of, like, clip out, like, some of, like, the comedic clips that you have. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's relevant to, like, either current pop culture or, uh, you know, just current news events. Dude, you could totally blow up on there 100%. Hell yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. yeah, that's the idea, man. I appreciate you saying that, by the way. What's yeah. going on with them? You said you're starting a podcast this week. What's going on with that? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm starting a podcast with uh, Topher. He's Topher Town Music. He's pretty much the he's like the next he's like the male Candace Owens. He's going to be like he's been on Fox now. He's been on uh, he's have articles in The Washington Post. He's a really good dude, man. He's a dude who got me to join TikTok, actually. So, yeah, him and I are became really good friends and we are starting a podcast uh, two days from now. So we're going to start it on Thursday. It's going to be live on uh, on YouTube, so it's going to be really awesome. And what we're going to be doing is, you know, basically going over current events and, and so on and so forth. But also, uh, if you're not part of TikTok yet, then you don't know the crazy amount of videos that are on TikTok, especially on political TikTok, where people just say crazy shit. And we're going to be bringing those clips up, debunking them, or just, you know, probably dunking on people, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? But we're also going to give those people the opportunity. We're going to reach out to every one of them. Hey, do you want to come on and defend your position? You made this video. Do you yeah. want to come on and chat about it? So it should be super dope, man. I'm, I'm definitely really excited to do it. And what's Maybe that going to be can, called? Uh, that's going to be called uh, the TNT podcast. So that is the the Topher and Tyler podcast, man. It's going to be pretty lit. That's Just a good search name. for us on uh, on YouTube, man. It's going to be dope, man. Hell TNT, yeah, TNT dude. It's going to be explosive. <laughs> I yeah, love man. That. Yeah, yeah, TNT. Podcast. Yeah, man. That's, Hell yeah. That's that's not corny, bro. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna be an asshole and uh and, and ask the guy with 450,000 followers on TikTok to plug his stuff on our our super illustrious show but people can find you uh tyler bluntman on tiktok uh yeah man so if you're if you're looking to to just hear about some political stuff man or hear some like debunks or you know anything uh politically related definitely check me out on tiktok at tyler bluntman now if uh jimmy and eric's audience are not big tiktokers i'm sure you're at least on instagram you can also find me there at tyler bluntman as well um, but yeah, guys, I really appreciate you having me on, man. This was super dope. Uh, got into a little abortion stuff. We got into some other things, man. But I definitely wish you guys the best. Uh, you guys are one of the few podcasts that are, are legitimate and funny, and you just have like all the best shit, man. So I definitely wish you guys the best here. I really appreciate Thanks, that, man. bro. Thank you so much. This has opened up a whole world of... Uh I, I've like I said, we've never done a, a Zoom interview, and this is actually pretty. This is actually pretty cool. I'm yeah, glad it actually we, worked pretty well. Yeah, I'm glad we followed through with this, guys. Um, Brief plugs, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm at Jimmy Seleski on everything. I'll be playing at the Chop Tank on uh, Sunday, November 15th, right before the game, noon to 3. Uh, that's kind of like brunch hour. I made a joke on Instagram saying that they have to honor whatever brunch specials we come up with. I hope they don't get mad about that because we had some crazy ideas there. Uh, but looking forward to it. Uh, other than that, uh, Eric, what you got going on, dude? Yeah, uh, I think the city went back into phase one. 
so Jesus. all the comedy shows are gone again. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just follow me at Eric Laser on everything and uh, at LFTS Podcast across the board. Now on TikTok, baby. Now on TikTok. <laughs> Hold up. Did he just cut out? I don't know. I think he did, but it's fine. We're at the end of this. Yeah, that's perfect timing. Perfect timing for that to happen. Guys, thank you much. Uh, very much. He just crapped out. But uh, yeah, LFTS podcast on everything. See you guys next week. Peace.